Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Wednesday, July 22nd. I'm Wayne Pratt. Public health experts realize people are itching to go on vacation, but they say it's important to take precautions. The risk of flying with people that we don't know is higher than the risk of driving in our car with people that we do know and that we live with. St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan has more on traveling during the pandemic. That's in just a few minutes. Officials in St. Louis say they may have to close restaurants or other businesses if coronavirus keeps spreading. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fentum reports the number of people who have tested positive in the region is up nearly 30 percent since last week. St. Louis was scheduled to roll back capacity limits in large venues this week, but put those plans on hold when new cases began to rise and hospitals began to fill with COVID-19 patients. Mayor Lida Krusen said during a live stream on Monday her administration discusses reinstating restrictions such as stay-at-home orders daily. But she says she's also worried about the effect on the region's workers. She's pleading with the public to follow doctors' advice so that people can remain at work. We're trying very hard to persuade you and everybody else to wear masks and to socially distance so that we don't have to pull back even further than that. Krusen says she's especially worried about workers as federal coronavirus-related unemployment benefits run out this week. I'm Sarah Fentum, St. Louis Public Radio. Shutting businesses down is also a possibility in the Metro East. Governor J.B. Pritzker says the area has one of the highest rates of coronavirus cases and transmission in the state. Pritzker says he wants local elected officials to make sure residents are following guidelines to help slow the spread of the virus. Metro East is at risk as any area of the country of tipping over to the higher case and death counts that we see in other parts of the country. This virus knows no boundaries. Pritzker says if cases continue to rise in the Metro East, the state will intervene. He made the comments yesterday in Collinsville. Hazelwood School District will start the school year fully online. The North St. Louis County District of 17,000 students follows nearby Rittner in backing away from plans to offer some in-classroom learning. Ferguson Florissant and Maplewood Richmond Heights are considering similar moves. Most other districts are offering a choice of virtual learning or a blend of in-person and online instruction. St. Louis University and Washington University are preparing to launch several clinical trials to test potential coronavirus vaccines in humans. It's part of a large-scale national effort to develop a vaccine to prevent infection. WashU's Infectious Disease Clinical Research Unit Director, Dr. Rachel Presti, says the scale and urgency of the pandemic has made collaboration among institutions essential. We want to do this as quickly as possible, but we want to do this as safely as possible. And that's going to require huge amounts of cooperation and collaboration. The two universities will conduct several vaccine trials in the coming months. They are waiting for final approval from the National Institutes of Health before releasing details on which vaccines will be tested. They are hoping to recruit around 3,000 participants throughout the St. Louis region.
After spending months isolated in their homes, some residents throughout the region are wondering if it's possible to take a vacation during a pandemic. St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan spoke with University of Missouri infectious disease specialist Dr. Christelle Elbudo about ways to stay safe during the summer travel season. It's inevitable that psychologically people are tired and it's only natural to want to get away and go out. The first step is really how much risk am I willing to tolerate? And that has to do with our own health conditions, but also the health conditions of the people around us. So even if we get sick and we have mild, you know, cold symptoms and and muscle aches and we get better, can we potentially take that back to somebody who may um, not fare so well? So based on what we know now about the virus, are there some forms of travel that are safer than others? Like, is it safer to drive somewhere instead of flying? I don't know that we can necessarily say one is less risky. It's the environment, really, that determines that. Um, Because if you're going to do a road trip, for example, and have a bunch of other people with you in a big car, then it defeats the purpose. So it's really limiting the size of the group sizes of the people you are with to small groups of people that you can also keep track of over time. I think the biggest issue is really if one of those people in the group or the the environment or the crowd that you're in gets sick, would you have a way of knowing whether you're exposed to them or not? Um, And I know, for example, when we talk about flying, a lot of airline companies, actually most of them have had requirements in place for mask wearing and they do do health screening. But the risk of flying with people that we don't know is higher than the risk of driving in our car with people that we do know and that we live with. A lot of families are planning to take road trips this summer. What kinds of precautions should they take? The first recommendation that I have is if they're really going to a place that has lower cases to make sure that they're not taking the infection with them. So one of the best ways to do that is the two weeks prior to traveling, making sure that they themselves quarantine themselves as much as possible. So watching where they're going, um, staying in close quarters as much as possible to, again, avoid the risk of them getting infected and then taking that infection where they're going. The shorter distance you have to travel, the better especially if you are a family with young children, you have to think about rest stops. You have to think about, you know, bathroom breaks and where you're going to be taking those and also stopping to eat, right? You have to think about where you're going to be stopping to eat. Can you bring your own food potentially or um, limit yourself to drive-throughs or outdoor spaces? Um, But what I see is really for families traveling and how many stops they have to make along the way, again, increasing the chances of them getting exposed to other individuals who may be infected that they can keep track of over time. What about hotels? You know, I've heard some recommendations that you should be sanitizing things and, you know, stripping off the comforter when you arrive because it's less likely to be washed. You know, what about that? So I would definitely recommend wiping down commonly used surfaces like doorknobs are always something that get touched counters, uh, spaces, uh, high-touch surfaces definitely should be cleaned. Other things that people may forget to clean are telephones that come close to the face. TV remote also is something that people don't think about. As far as the bed spread, I don't know that I have personally seen evidence that bedding or cotton fabric surfaces retain the virus. But I do know for surfaces, hard surfaces and highly touched surfaces, that that's something that can be cleaned and wiped down to uh, limit the exposure or the risk. We've seen cases increasing again across the country. Is that something that people should be thinking about 
when they're deciding when or where to travel? Oh, yes, definitely. Definitely look at uh, being flexible in your timeline, also being flexible in your potential final destination, avoiding uh, busy places, crowded places, especially places that have the incidence of the rates going higher would be recommended um, at this point. The things that I've seen work for people a lot is if you can do more uh, secluded areas. So for example, going to small resorts or cabins in the woods or things like that, where they are not necessarily popular destinations or they're destinations that don't cater to thousands of people. That was Dr. Christelle Ilbudo speaking with St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan. Our Maria Altman edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.